Hey everybody, welcome back to the Gore Club Podcast with Benefits. This is the sideshow, the YouTube exclusive videos that we do only for YouTube, which that's what that means, dumbass. And I'm Steve Vessel, and tonight I have a guest. Hey, I'm Chris Johnson. Nice to meet you all. And are you in a documentary that's getting ready to come out? Uh, I am. I am actually part of the Fred Heads documentary. Uh, a bunch of my friends put together a documentary about uh, Freddy and the fandom that goes with it. Sweet. So, like, how long is your, your spot? Like, uh, it's just, you know, it's a brief interview, just a couple questions and stuff like that. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, I guess we should start off with our theme music. You know what it is? You've never seen it, so it goes like this. That's it. That's all we got. It's, we're on a budget, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I brought Chris in tonight because he is an avid, av avid fan of Halloween and all of the movies, good or bad. And the thing is, I thought it'd be fun to bring someone in who absolutely loves Halloween Kills against me, who I absolutely hate Halloween Kills. <laughs> uh, you know, I love this guy, but uh, just, it breaks my heart to hear this. He's going to kill me later. Like, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, it's okay, man. Uh, it's okay. That's it's what okay. makes us fans. Uh, is it, though? Yeah, yeah. Fandom gets crazy. Fandom is a, is, a, is a weird word. Like, it's fanatical. You can be crazy about it. And that's what, the, 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 when I think of fandom, that's what I think of. is like people who are just rabid about something. Well, I'm very passionate. I've been ha been a horror fan since I was five, thanks to my dad. And you know, Halloween was just a love I latched onto, and uh, all of them have you that one beautiful one, by the way. Uh, but yeah, but Halloween Kills uh, it thoroughly impressed me. I mean, there's a couple minor you know things, but oh, we're going to dig into these yeah, minor uh, these minor things. <laughs> but first off, okay, so this week I actually got a, a leaked copy. A friend of mine gave, sent me a leaked copy of the Monsters, Rob Zombies. The Monsters, and I'm I have to say, I gotta talk about it before we get into the Halloween kills. Uh, since I guess Hall Rob Zombie's Halloween is just on my brain since we're talking about Halloween movies. Um, I'm sorry, oh <laughs> man, right? Uh, right, there's some good and bad in those movies too, but uh, <laughs> he, he the person converted into like a, almost like a like a purple tinted version of like classic black and white, it's not just a black and white movie. And god, it's gorgeous, it's, it's gorgeous to look at. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna go buy the uh, the full ultra colorized version of the monsters. Uh, but I got to tell you, um, I was impressed. I liked it. I liked it. And, uh, the, I'll, I'll tell you why I did like the uh, the new Monsters movie. And I think all people might hate it. So I did a small review on our Facebook page. And uh, I might even put like, the link on uh, this podcast of Benefits episode. But the, the Rob Zombies, the Monsters, like, I, didn't, I, I didn't start hating it. I never hated anything, anything he's ever done. I disliked things. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. We've talked about the Halloween 2 episode right here on this podcast before, the regular podcast episodes. And even I talk about why Part 2 actually, had, Part 2's director's cut is actually not a bad movie. It's much in the same vein as like Season of the Witch. It's, if it's Season of the Witch, it's okay. If it was just a, a horror movie, I think people would have dug it. But you're talking about Michael Myers, and we're all very passionate. Now, we're talking about the monsters. The only thing I didn't like about, uh, I didn't I didn't like it. It's like the things I liked the least were Jeff Daniels' uh, uh, portrayal of Herman Munster. Uh, I think that uh, he was a little too, not, not, it's not even goofy or over the top. I didn't like his voice. And it was just, at, at first it was like, okay, he's an adolescent. His, his voice is cracking. And it just, he just, after about an hour, and this movie's like two hours long. Uh, it just got to me. But ever, otherwise, man, like the sets are amazing. Like he, took so much time and effort. Dan Roebuck rules. Richard Brake is great. Lily, uh, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie's portrayal of Lily is actually really good, uh, but she just kind of 
picked out all the things, like all the little things that, that uh, Yvonne DiCarlo did, and, and, and all, it's just constant. I think that kind of gets on my nerves after a while. Like, that's not literally the entire time. Uh, and it's an origin story, but there's, there's I'm, ex I'm excited to see people's reaction to it when it comes out. Uh, that's all I can really say about it. I didn't, I actually, I enjoyed it, but I also like all of the things, I like all Munster's things. I think, I still think Edward Herman is my favorite non-Fred Gwen. Gwen, whatever, how you pronounce his name. Gwynny Gwynny. Uh But, <laughs> fuck, man, I, I, I don't hate this new Munsters film. Now, the only side note I have about Monsters, Monsters is when I was a kid, I watched the Monsters Today, uh, bright and early, uh, Saturday mornings at like 6 o'clock, and that was my first exposure to it. Went to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and they had Lee Merriweather as, you know, Lily. I did that and, show. Yeah, it's actually fun. And then, uh, but I know most people that are diehard old school were like, oh dear God, that thing is terrible. And I'm like, I love all that the shitty That's all movies. I, yeah, that's I like all I. like Halloween specials. Yeah. Um, the Christmas special that came out. I, I, I it was a that. Christmas special. Yeah, really. it's called Scary Little Christmas and it's actually really good. Uh, we talked about it not too long ago. I think on the last episode of the podcast, where I thought I said Eileen Warnos was on in, in it, but it's not. It's Mayor Warnoff. <laughs> no wow. serial killers were harmed in the making <laughs> of Scary Little Christmas. So talk about Jeepers Creepers real quick. Uh, Reborn. Wow. Okay. Um, so the director comes on, and he's from Finland, and he's telling us how he's so proud of this, and it's taking him a long time to get to this. And You're gonna love it. And then you watch this thing, and. It's set uh, during Horror Hound. Uh, but Which we love. Yeah, we love Horror Hound, but it's set in Louisiana, and it looks like an outdoor carnival. The only thing that really caught my eye was the very, very beginning. They actually have Dee Wallace in this. Oh, wow. Uh, and she uh, is it's like the, pre, uh, the, pre, you know, the prequel storyline, if you will, for the movie, and I'm just kind of like, eh. And it's a shame that she her talents are wasted in this, uh, but... Dear God, that once the main crew comes on, they cannot act at all. She didn't like it? Oh, it's terrible. I was trying to back it because it didn't have a baby rapist in it. Well, you yeah. didn't make the movie. You know, I am never going to defend Victor Salva. Fuck but, that pedophile. But the original Jeepers Creepers is a damn good movie. I mean, you know, most people, Oh, I know, right? It's an amazing film, despite the legacy it's attached with. Yeah. Um, and it's a damn shame that, you know, because of what he did in Clown House... That this is now, you know, what we have it's to tainted. think. Of. It's tainted, but yeah. but they get a they tried to do whatever to separate him from this new one. And while I applaud that, I think it's time to let the the, the creeper creep no more. <laughs> or maybe somebody who actually can make a movie. Well, that yeah, it, I, I, would, I haven't uh, seen it, so I don't know. Is it just bad directing? Is it bad acting? Or is it all? It's bad like, acting, bad effects. Fuck. Uh, I had a friend with me uh, who uh, said that it looked like it was using Windows Movie ma uh, Maker or whatever, and I, <laughs> I was dying. And then, I mean, uh, it's, they didn't even get the right Jeepers Creepers theme song, like the, the song, you know, and that's Jeepers, supposed to be, yeah, Creepers, yeah, where did you get those Creepers? Yeah, they, they, they went with some other version, and I'm like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's it so uh, there's a there's a I, I like the monsters and he hated Jeepers Creepers Report. I'm looking forward to the monsters actually. Yeah, let's dive into this yeah. now. Halloween Kills. It's it's one of those movies that's divided the world, and I am definitely on. I don't like it, and you're definitely on. I. It's actually on your top five. It's, right? Yes, it's uh, it it literally of the twelve installments of Halloween. 
<laughs> we can't include Halloween ends yet because that comes out in less than a month. <laughs> but Sorry. I will say it is number five of my top five of this of the movies. Holy crap! Okay, man. I was very impressed. Very so, impressed. Let's dig into why this happened, and I, I, I mean that is normal as possible. Like, I don't mean like why the fuck did they make this movie? We know why they made this movie. They at least what they were telling the fans, which was, we're going to take the franchise, we're going to excise everything that nobody, that everyone didn't like or didn't approve of. You know what's the easiest way to do that? Go from one to this. Mm -hmm. Yep, they did a 40th anniversary uh, sequel, essentially H40, yeah. uh, with the 2018 film. Um, does get confusing when you're trying to put them on your movie shelf, Halloween, Halloween. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but you know, but uh, no, we get it. We get Halloween it. Town, yeah, Halloween Town. Exactly. Halloween. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, but no, I uh, when we heard that uh, David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride, with the approval of John Carpenter, were going to set to bring this back to the glory. They they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back for the ride, and after she initially said, "Nope, I'm done, I'm done," she fell in love with what they were trying to do. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're off and running, and a new. Vision is born, a new trilogy. Uh, they had a beautiful idea to wrap all three, uh, you know, set in that same, you know, time frame and everything. I just, I was like, wow, let's see what, can they, can they fix what Rob Zombie digs? A lot of people went away after it's not just H2. Rob Zombie. It's, well, it's all the, all yeah. the filmmakers after, after Rosenthal. They, they either, oh, I love Halloween 3. This is an original Don Post. This is not like a Trick or Treat Studios or anything about it. We, you want to yes. dig into why the hell the new Trick or Treat is actually pink? Let's not talk about it. Anyway, this is an original Don Post. Uh, I have uh, all of those masks, and I have all the ones that came afterwards. But it's, it's like, I was trying to equate that to is like the filmmakers. Like, I loved, is it Douglas Little? Uh, who, Dwight Little. Dwight Little. Yeah, uh, Dwight Little. Uh, uh, who wrote it then? Uh, is, uh, Alan McElroy. Okay, yeah. I don't know who Doug is. He's not here. So, but uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't remember. But like each one did their own thing. And I'm, one of my least favorite is part five. Part six is definitely in there. And then you've got H20. You've got uh, Resurrection. And we've talked about all these movies in different aspects in, uh, on the podcast before. So, yeah, this, they, they promised that we were gonna, they were going to help us. They were going to do basically a fan service movie. What happened? Well, sorry, I'm just joking. I, I, I like 2018. I like 240 or yeah, H40. 240. Yeah. I um, love 240. I love H40. Uh, there's things about it I don't like. God, there's a lot of characters I wish were dead. I, I thought that they were going to get have intelligent writing and intelligent directing. Defect, by the way, the effects are amazing. Uh, I like the mask. There's reasons I don't like it. Whatever. We can actually dig into some of that. But I want to know why you love Halloween Kills. So, after seeing 2018 and it left on such a amazing finale, I was like, okay, where do they go from here? I was like, and knowing that it was going to be set immediately after the the ending, and spoiler alert, Lori uh, said... Yeah, there's no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Lori, Allison, and Karen set up uh, the house to be a trap and burn Michael alive. And next thing you know... Uh, they scorched we, him. They scorched him. They just kind of scorched yeah, him. Yeah, they, they, basically we got Halloween 2's ending again, uh, which is fine, uh, which was a great ending. Uh, yeah. But now we pick up with Kills, and why I like Kills? Well, there's a lot of reasons, actually. That's why we're here today. Yeah. 
Uh, so, you know, one of the great things right off the bat, uh, I will say is I do love the idea of it picking up immediately after that. I do think that's, that's always been when one of my favorite aspects of eight, uh, Halloween 2 because it picked up the minute one ended. So I kind of saw this as the, if Halloween 2018 is the new part one, then this is two. Uh, so I was like, okay, I like this. Um, I love the flashback to 1978. I, yeah. The extended... Let's break it down. Okay. okay. And then we'll edit, I'll edit some of this out. Okay. I, was like, I don't want you to go on a long, long spiel. Okay. okay. So, let's talk about Halloween Kills and why we love it and why we hate it. So, here's the thing. You, the great thing is is that it starts right after the first, uh, 2018 ends. That's fucking great. And then I have so much hope. I have so much... I, I'm ready to go for this one. And then you see, you know, the house is burning and the cops are coming. They're saying, no, it'll burn. Like, it's really bad acting, but whatever. It's fine. It's Halloween. You know what? I like how they explained that he's not he's not burned up. If you know what we're talking about, he hid behind where the gun racks are and stuff like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. I like that. Uh, That's classic house, Michael. Uh, but then you, this is what, this is what, the beginning of the movie is pissed me off. You automatically turns into Jason Voorhees. You go from Michael Myers who is a stalk and slash guy to now I'm just going to walk out this front door and take on an entire fire department by the way they have no reason to want to kill me by the way because I'm standing there with, a, with one of their guys things it doesn't mean shit to them they have no idea but nope forget it let's just throw all that out and go we're going to kill him we're going to kill Michael Myers they don't, they don't know what the fuck is going on and he's just going to start slaughtering everybody like it's the worst Jason Voorhees scene ever this is Michael Myers Michael Myers to me would have been like about face you see him go out the back door and go down the hallway. Music starts. Movie's going on. You don't need this over the top. I mean, yeah, the effects are great. I like a good slasher movie. I like stupid slasher movies. I don't need this beginning. And that started my fuck moment in these movies. What did you think about the beginning? So I loved it. And here's why. Because. Here's why. Because. <laughs> Love this guy. Anyway. Um, the way I, I took it is, okay. I've been repressed and trapped for 40 years at Smith's Grove. I escape on Halloween night. Yeah. And this, now, now that she's no longer my sister, she's just random girl that, you know, got away. And she's so fixated on, you know, thinking that she's going to get rid of me. Now you try to set me on fire. Yeah. I consider this the best way to describe Halloween Kills is if, if H2018 was Lori's story, this is Michael Unleashed. This is him taking all the pent-up frustration of 40 years being locked up and just taking it all out on Haddonfield. And that firefighter scene, just, I got goosebumps when I saw him just go ballistic. Yes, I know Michael is traditionally stock and slash, but that, unfortunately, stopped after part one. Because, as John himself said, there's no way he could have did part two with the same feel of one because all the slashers of Friday 13th and all those early, early 80s already kicked Michael into a different um, area. He had to become sticking the hypodermic needle in the, you know, the head and the, uh, uh, you know, setting the girl, putting the uh, nurse Karen in the uh, hydrotherapy pool and all that. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that tradition continues. So, I feel like that was David Gordon Green going, you know what, we're going to let Michael just basically, we're going to turn Michael, set him loose. And it's then, true. And yeah. I can appreciate that, but they still understood that he's still smart. 
He still likes to play with his victims. He still and won. we get into that. We yeah. do. We do get yeah, some. We of do that. some. And I want to get to those points. Yes. Yeah. But it's just that beginning. I think it lets the fans who really, really like me, who really wanted it to be what they promised me, uh, down. I think that 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 scene. That, that I like that you're taking. That's a really good way to look at it. But it's still, it, it was basically like, well, fuck you. Sorry, that's how I felt. <laughs> well, and guess what? It never stopped after that. It was just like, fuck that guy, fuck this person, you like that? Oh, guess what? It's all over. I, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, you know, uh, normally while I would want Michael to do, you know, the way he did in part one, the original, uh, you know, uh, and we had some subtlety in 2018 a little bit, but he did when he returned to Haddonfield and he went from house to house, you know, he stuck that the knife in the girl's neck and <laughs> And then she just falls down, and then you in know, part in, two. Or, well, no, in uh, 2018. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah, when that, that girl, yeah, that I'm girl, talking about 20,000 movies. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that girl's looking out the window, and he sneaks up behind her, and right. then she falls down. So I felt I like, defended uh, that actually. I love that scene because to me, that's the Elrod scene. Yeah, it's just like him going to house. To yeah, house. they're like, oh, Red, Jason, uh, Jason, uh, ha ha. Uh, Fred, uh, I'm, I don't know why. Let's put, choose a slasher, Steve. Uh, Michael wouldn't do that and I was like well obviously you haven't seen you know Halloween 2 yeah. where he just goes from like Elrod picks up the knife goes next door kills the girl for no reason whatsoever I but mean, that but that makes sense when it comes to if if Michael Myers has no motive besides he's just fucking evil we're not talking about Thorn we're not talking about anything else he doesn't have a purpose he's just like I'm 23 years old or 21 depending on what you want to believe when it comes to the credits god damn um but, you know, and he's just like, well, I'm out. I'm going to go do what I think I should be doing. So here we are in Halloween Kills. So you think that he is just, he's hes hes out of that weapons cl closet, and now he's going to unleash. I can accept that. Okay. Okay, fine. Let's get to these damn legacy characters. Uh, one addendum to the beginning, though. Uh, oh, the go ahead. No, the opening credits is beautiful. With uh, once uh, the pumpkins start being shown and they're lighting up uh, each one as they go through. The that credits. was a great scene. That's a wonderful thing because yeah. I love the 2018 one with the rebirth of the pumpkin. It starts flat and then kind of grows, and then that glows, and then so. Who knows? Maybe Halloween ends, pumpkin blows up. Who knows? Yeah, uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, yes, the legacy characters. Well, no, actually, that's a good part. I'm yeah. glad you brought this up. I didn't like the beginning of the 2018 uh, the, uh, the, the credits roll because it, it angered anybody who knows those Jack Lanterns. There's one right behind you that I carved when I was fucking 15. You know what it looks like? Exactly like the one from part one. It has all the dimples. It has all the problems. It has the stalk cut off. This one has a stalk. It has no problems on the side, on its on its on its left side. Like all the things that actually make it special, and you know, besides the eye cuts in the mouth, like it's it, it just it was another fuck you to the fans who actually know what that Jack Lennon looks like. It doesn't look like the one from the 2018 beginning. It doesn't. It's very close. It's like somebody like a fan person made it instead of a person who's like a super fan. Like me, sorry. I guess that's the point. Is like I'm coming from an angle, a per, uh, the angle of like a, the super fan who's like, I fucking love part one. And when you tell me you're going to do this, and then the, uh, after that, <laughs> the credit rolls. I just sat there and goes, that wasn't even the Jacqueline. They totally fucked that up. What's the rest is going to happen in these movies? Well, I was always assumption that, or the assuming that the pumpkin, even if it wasn't verbatim old school original. 
It was supposed to represent a rebirth. It did. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. At least get the goddamn Jack Lantern. Well, maybe they wanted to put their own little spin on it. I don't know. I Some mean, people don't even think about it, but the Jack Lantern that actually Jamie Lee Curtis and the kids actually carve is the one they used for the credit scene. They still yes. kept that Jack Lantern. Yeah, they did. Lee Wallace went back and did the extra mm -hmm. eyes, added the teeth, you and did. you can look at it and you side by side. It has no stalk. It has all the dimples and problems and all the pockmarks. It's the exact same jack-o'-lantern that people don't really talk about. They're like, oh, it's here it is. It's like, man, that's not that's not it. That's, we're not talking about Hobby Lobby here. <laughs> so all the trick-or-treat pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns that have been coming out, I don't like them. Plus, they don't, they're, they're, mm, I can get down about trick-or-treat studios. How much I love them and how much these thing, things bother the shit out of me. Talk about pink, pink on the new jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> this is not a hate-filled podcast, I promise. Go ahead. Okay. There's a lot of love. There's that's on my love. side. <laughs> that's on my side. I'm actually wearing a Gore Club podcast uh, uh, Halloween, all of the ones I love, uh, shirt, and you're wearing a Halloween kill shirt. Yes, and it even says, evil dies tonight. God, I guess <laughs> we should talk about the legacy characters, yes. which will lead right into that. Yes. Go ahead. Legacy characters. Well, as Did you some... love them? Did you hate them? Oh, I was ecstatic to see some of them come back. Now, I was really happy to see them. Yes. Okay, so, you know, we start with, of course, there's, uh, even though obviously it's not the same actor, we get, uh, in the flashback, we get Lonnie Lamb. Which was great, uh, and you know, because well, that kid's like fucking fifty. Yeah, I know, but they could have got the actor if they really wanted, just like they could have got Brian Andrews uh, to play Tommy Doyle if they really wanted to. But then again, we also had Paul Rudd, who is a vampire because he doesn't age. Uh, oh shit, in, man, he's like Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah he, he plays in part six. But no, I, um, I, you know, uh, seeing Lonnie was great. But if we're gonna bring back just the actual ones from part one. We had Kyle Richards back as Lindsay Wallace. That was awesome. It was awesome. She was great in it. In fact, her scene, and we'll get to that, uh, was really good. I mean, I was very happy with her because she fought against him and wasn't stupid. She was smart with what she did. Um, Marion, uh, we got Nancy Stevens back, which was incredible. And Nancy, God love her. She's as good as ever as Marion, but she's also the only uh, character to ever dive from Michael Myers twice. I know. In two different timelines. <laughs> and, you know, and I love it. I love, I love it. seeing these characters. I, I, and then we got Charles Cyphers back as, uh, you know, now security guard bracket. Uh, that and character had, makes no sense. Uh, you know, I What felt, a waste of Charles Cyphers. You know, he was probably just happy to work again. Yeah. I know. He I looks mean, really bad. And I'm sure they've added makeup to make him look an alcoholic. He's got like the puffiness and like all yeah. the all the, the all the uh, the makeup made him look like he had had a hard life. I mean, because we're talking about you know his, any bracket, you know that fucked him up where he couldn't yeah. be in the rest of Halloween too. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't want to pay him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, yes, I know that they wanted to work in his great line, yo. Hey, Michael, it's Halloween. Everyone's yeah. entitled to one good scare, and I was like. As nice as it was to hear it, it was one of those things where I was like, oh boy. No. It was just the wrong scene, wrong moment for him to say such a line. I'm not a hate on fan service at yeah, all. Uh, there's, there's good fan service and there's bad fan service. I think this movie, for me, represents bad fan service. Uh, okay, so you introduced all these awesome characters. Yeah. They actually took some time to try to get them back, except for Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. We get Tommy Doyle. We get Captain Eyebrow, who, who <laughs> he, as I, I, much as I love Daniel Harris, you, it, she acts with what her, one of her eyebrows, especially like, in, like Hatchet too. It's like, holy crap. Anthony Michael Hall has done the same thing his entire career, after, like, Weird Science. 
I guess I never paid attention oh to the eyebrow. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Yeah, let's go back and watch the Dead Zone. It's Captain okay. Eyebrow. Captain Eyebrow. And he, in this entire movie, he does the same thing. His evil dies again, and tonight, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. <laughs> All right, about evil dies tonight. Nancy Stevens is actually the first one. A lot of people think it started with Tommy in that movie because I, they subtly, she says it, and she goes because he, you know, the, there's a plaque that says love is today or something she goes but evil dies tonight and then from that point forward that line is used a lot now i will admit it is overkill on that however i get what they were trying to do now it's just fun to say it yeah mob mentality <laughs> i know that's what they were going i get for. the june 6th references yes. i like I, well, I mean, mob mentality's been around for a long time. It's true, even but before. everyone always wants to connect these two. Yeah. Especially right now. Yeah. And, you know, so, um, take Lindsay. I honestly thought she was smart when she took uh, the candy bag, dumped all the candy out, took those bricks, filled it up, and then went over to Michael and whacked him. That was a great it. scene. That was a cool scene. And, she, you know, and Michael seems, I've noticed in this new trilogy, the mask. Seems to be a vulnerability of sorts with him because as she starts to remove it, he's all, you know, you know they established that in, in the in twenty eighteen. Yeah, like you can feel it, can't you, yeah, Michael? Yeah, yeah, you can feel the mask. I yeah, mean, it's it's something that he when he chose it out of that freaking drugstore yeah. with a bunch of knives and then obviously a bunch of kids. Who, who do you who else would do this? There's something about that mask that drew drew, uh, drew, drew it to him, and drew him to it. And I think there's one thing I brought up to a lot of my diehard original seventy eight seventy eight fans that they forgot uh, that they did beautifully in the prequel, or I keep saying the prequel. I'm sorry. It's the, okay. In the flashback. Yeah. Um, in that scene when the cop looks out the window in Judith's room and goes Haddonfield, uh, where anything could happen or whatever, and all of a sudden he comes charging out of there. He's got the rope. They forgot that because when Brackett says it in the original Halloween, he says, "Well, he goes, you always blame kids. Well, all they did was take a you know some Halloween masks, rope, and a couple of knives. Notice the rope was never used in the original Halloween in any scene. That's great. I didn't even. Get but that then myself. all of a sudden he's got the rope and he's got he's choking the heck out of him. And I went, I, my mouth dropped open. I was like, oh my god, it's the rope. I love certain kind of fans. Yeah, I'm not that gonna lie, was that so was a good scene. And then even the dog was referenced, and we finally saw the dog. Uh, he goes, hey, there's a dead dog in here. What? Oh, nothing. And I was like. Yeah, those, well, I mean, that stuff had to be there, or people yeah. were going to be even. Well, yeah, they took so much time and effort to make give us that flashback scene for people like me and people like you, but obviously not all of you. Well, not this whole Chris because you still like the movie. <laughs> like, that's, the, <laughs> that's the scene that made, uh, made me go, okay, at least I have this. And I, there's still things about that scene I don't like. We're going to talk about the mask real quick. Okay. Now, I uh, I I have I have a love hate relationship with this mask. Now. Am I am I happy that the mask is the closest we've ever gotten? Fuck yeah! Could they have actually given us given us the mask that we actually deserved? Probably. Should I guess they have to? By now we know that it's a Shatner mask. So that, are they going to have to pay William Shatner royalties? Uh, I think they could fucking afford it to do it. So why didn't they just do that one? And then here's the movie that we actually really really want to see it, and it's still not that mask. They made their own version, and I was okay with it in 2018. I was like, you know what? It's fine. You really can't tell. It's not the exact Shatner mask and then they give us the original version of the burnt version or the aged version and it makes sense because it looks just like it would if it was not aged or burnt which shows you even more how not it how it's not a Shatner mask god damn why can't you just give me the goddamn mask you know I met Christopher Nelson the guy who did the special effects for the new trilogy and you know he had uh, 
screen used mask at his booth and it was in a glass case and it was so cool looking yeah um, well, I, I love the mask and I, I own one I'm yeah I do too I have a 2018 mask and a kills mask the ends um, mask actually dropped right now on, on this day in this city that we're in Louisville Kentucky you can go buy one right now oh where's it at I'm not telling you no uh, <laughs> Every every Halloween outlet that I've been to today, they had one. Really? Yeah, okay. that wasn't stolen yet. Or like, they were taken. People are just literally taking them and walking out of the store. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were, they were released today. Okay. Well, dang. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, but I will say, I I love the idea of it. Because, okay, take a look at all these masks over the years. We, Ooh. Have, we have had we some... talking about part five? Yeah. <laughs> you know... Uh, yeah. I have friends that love all, all of the masks. Yeah. I'll collect them. I love Beekler's version of the six mask because um, six went through a lot of changes. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah but, they all have. But then H2, well, H2O had the CG mask and all that. And like stuff. five different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I tell you, I. I will have to say that this is the first time it has felt like really Michael Myers since one and two. In terms of the mask, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they wanted so to give us I'm, something as close as they possibly could, and I thought they did a good job. But so when I, they de-aged it, it showed you exactly how much it wasn't like the Shatner mask that we all love. When you see the Halloween Four movie poster, you're just like, "Oh, this is going to be great!" Yeah. What the fuck is this mask? Here we are again. Here I am again, sitting in the theaters, like, "Okay, here's the flashback scene that everyone has been waiting for." Like me, I can't wait. I can't wait. Fuck, it's still not per perfect. It's not even close. And they talk about, he talks about having to style the hair in a certain way. And he actually had to stop production. He's like, whoa, 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 to fix the hair. Still not exact. Still not exact. There are people who don't even know how to cut their own hair, who know how to style a Michael Myers mask <laughs> hair for the hallway scene in 78 perfectly. Why did? Why is there's this little bitty thing? Like, you want to give us just enough. Like, what are you selling me? Sorry, that's my rant with the mask. Hey, <laughs> well, I love it. And I, do, I, I do love yeah, it. I just I wanted to be what I wanted to be when it comes well, to this. I understand. Uh, and then when Kills came out, because, you know, we get a half-burnt side of this. I mean, it... I thought that looked awesome. Yeah, I mean, when, the you know, when Michael turns just like this subtly, and then you just see that, you know, charbroiled look, I was just like, I was like, oh, damn. Just charbroiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he walked out of the house burning on fire, and they do that, you know, that far-back shot of him holding the firefighter tool, and I just sat there, I, was, I got goosebumps. I ain't gonna lie. I sat there, I was like... Did you? As a fan... Mega fan, I was there. I was like, damn. And see, and I do have to throw a shout out to Michael himself, James Jude Courtney. If it wasn't for Nick Castle, I would say James Jude Courtney is the definitive Michael now. He nailed it. Yeah. He got it. The mannerisms and everything. In fact, Nick himself even said, "There's my successor right there." I mean, he. I think he, he's more of a Dick Warlock style. Myself, I personally think he. I actually, love Dick Warlock. He too. actually. No, I'm just saying that uh, I think that he was more of a Dick Warlock acting Michael Myers still now in the flashback scenes he's more well that's actually not even him that is a guy named Aaron Armstrong oh that's right that's right yeah now, and the... he's young very young and that yeah. scene he, he was more like Nick Castle and and then when you go back to, to Jude he's, he's actually more of a Nick Castle style he's more of a stalker guy that you don't you know that, that Michael Myers which is great but Michael Myers you know jogs he moves around he's a little bit faster it's like the whole debate like why is Michael why is Jason Voorhees running in the remake well, obviously, you haven't seen part three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and four. There's a lot of things that, you, that fans wanted to like, pick apart, and I understand it. So we're talking about the, the, the flashback scene, opening scene, and it's beautiful. It's, it's emotionally, it, it connects to you. And then I have to sit there and go, why did Loomis run past him on the porch to go inside of the house to yell at the cop when he's standing two feet behind, behind him? He turns around, and there's Michael. It's like, 
who wrote this scene? Why couldn't Michael be a little bit further away or maybe two houses down? I know they wanted to get this iconic, almost pullback scene like in the beginning opening or the beginning of the credits of Halloween in 78. But like, here's Michael Myers on the porch. Here's, here's Loomis. He must have walked around him to go inside of the door to yell and then go back two feet and go, Michael! Fuck, man. Write a better movie. No, I'm just kidding. Those are <laughs> little nitpicky things that I just uh. like. God, I want to love this movie, but you're making me, you're making the horror nerd in me, my head explode. And for the record, Do, uh, Tom Jones Jr., who plays Dr. Loomis, he knocked it out of the park. That was not, you know, CG. We didn't, you know, do the Rogue uh, One version of uh, Tarkin with Peter Cushing. Yeah. We used a real guy that worked on the set, and they put makeup on him. Uh, Christopher Nelson put the makeup on him and recreated it. Then he channeled the voice, and boom, there yeah. you go. Um, I got to meet him at Horror Hound, and he was super nice. And I told him, I said, "You, Donald Pleasance would have been proud." Uh, yeah, he 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 did kill it. I, I was really impressed by that, and it, that made me so happy. So that's 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 the thing about this movie is like I go from being like, "Oh, that's awesome to fuck," and then "Oh, that's awesome to fuck." So I'm tr- I, you know, and I I, I I listen to his podcast. He's got a podcast with uh, with Sean Clark that I, it's on. It's called the uh, I think it's called the Creature with Two Heads. I could be wrong. People on, on YouTube will definitely school me on that all of a sudden. But I, I watch that all the time. He's like, yeah. So they talked about his makeup on the, all the Halloween movies up. And it's great listening to him and Sean just have a good time on their podcast. So if you don't know about that podcast, please go check it out. And for some reason I can't do it, I'm going to edit this a little bit and, and put it in there and I'll say it correctly. But uh, now, past, we're past the flashback scenes. Let's get into, you were talking about legacy characters again. I thought that they were wasted with, or with how they got killed. I just did. They're smarter now. Come on. You, you, you've been waiting for these moments forever. Uh, evil dies tonight, and we're all going to hang out in the car and get killed. It's just what a waste. I will admit, okay, so, you know, we bring back Nancy Stevens. Let's start with Don't her. Don't admit you're supposed to be on the other side and be like, fuck you, Steve. Well, this is a great scene. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I like the scene, but I also hate how quickly. I'm supposed to be the negative. Uh, you're supposed to be the positive. Well, I, I yeah. I'm oh, totally just fucking with well, well, uh, don't get me wrong. I love getting to hear her say, you know, it's not as bad as, you know, hey, Michael, and, you know, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Because it just didn't feel right for him to say that in that moment. But I will say is that she was so passionate about Dr. Loomis because that's just, you know, a character you cannot forget. He will forever be tied to the legacy of Halloween, even if they want to focus just on Laurie Strode and everything. That's fine. But Dr. Loomis will always be tied to the series. And for Nancy Stevens to continue bringing up that, mm-hmm. she goes, hey, Michael, this is for Dr. Loomis. And I was like, that was okay, cool. that was cool. And then the gun's empty. Wait, nobody, fuck that. No, I'm yeah, just and, I then, like and then she starts backing up, and, I, and then all of a sudden he starts stabbing her, and I was all sad. Fuck. But then... No one knows how to shoot a gun in Haddonfield. I know oh, they're a fucking stormtrooper. Yeah. Talking about Rogue One, <laughs> they're a fucking stormtrooper. Oh, and don't even get me started about old girl dressed as the nurse. She comes, she coming out, going boom, boom, and she's just—I mean, she's missing every which direction. And I ain't gonna lie, one of the best freaking scenes I've ever seen had the theater laughing their ass off. And pardon my language. That's what uh, I do in Halloween movies. I laugh. And they, well, <laughs> well, they. Michael takes the door, slams it, backs up the gun up, shoots her right in the face, and then Michael just moves. Yeah. Those kind of throwback scenes of him tilting the head and, and, and looking at his work, I was like, hell yeah! Yeah. 
I was like, it's the same thing. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean like fuck yeah. I mean like son of son of a bitch. And then yeah, and then oh fuck, and then oh yeah. And Go ahead. Then, yeah, and then make your case. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's people on this who are gonna watch this and and listen to it or whatever, and they're gonna be like, fuck Steve. Or they're gonna be like, fuck Chris. Yeah. Or, or maybe they'll come in the middle yeah. and be like, this movie's not as bad as I thought it was, or maybe it's not as good as I thought it was. It was well lit in the chase scene with Lindsay. The cinematography and, is awesome. Yes. Lindsay and Michael, when he's walking towards kind of that little uh, brook area and she's hiding. and Which you know, makes no sense. Let's go to the bridge and hide. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, she's hiding underneath and, you know, I, I mean, Michael is, you know, hey, he ain't running or anything. He's looking around. I know. That means I can walk, I can run a football field away from this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean. You I know, know it's a movie. Yes. Well, you are saying he's very Jason-like. Well, Jason would run at, or teleport after him in you know, later sequels or whatever. You know. I know. Yeah, in Manhattan. You know. Jason, Jason teleports, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beam me up, Mama. Anyway. Holy shit. <laughs> but, no, I have to say, though, when they find... Lindsay and she's alive. That made me happy because I was like, "Good." Yeah, I was tired of like everybody getting killed. Yeah, off like that. And like they that, take like her that, to like the that. hospital. She's in a wheelchair. And she goes, "Go get her, Tommy." And then, boom, that's the last we see of Lindsay in the movie. Which I, in my head, was like, "Okay, she's going to be in the new one." Hopefully. She's hopefully going to be in Halloween Ends, and it looks like she's in the trailer for the record. So she does survive into Halloween Ends. Whether that's it for her, or that we don't know. Um, so we get to Tommy. He gets to the hospital. You go from a girl power movie to fucking Tommy. And here's the thing. Why is he the star of this goddamn movie, man? Why is Jamie hanging out in the hospital again, telling stories and reminiscing about, oh, by the way, I killed my partner. Yeah. And, and like, it's just, the, that ticked me off. I wanted more I power. kind of wanted and assumed the way that Green was going with this was that, okay, we're going to sideline Lori because she did get hurt. And, you know, very much in the vein of one. And then now we go into her time in the hospital. So this is going to be, you know, kind of that tribute to Halloween 2. Meanwhile, we get more. And, okay, as someone who could not stand Karen in 2018, (laughs) she was a Karen. She was a Karen. I mean, and I guess that's maybe why they named her that. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it's not above their heads. Yeah, but at the end, she redeemed herself in 2018 with, I can't do this. Gotcha. And I was like, okay. That was a great scene. That was cool. And so in this, Karen continues that. And I liked her. I like her as an actress. Judy Greer great. is great. She yeah. really was. Except and... Cursed. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. want to debate that movie? Go Ooh. ahead. Wes Craven's Cursed. Oh, fuck that. For the record, I bought the, uh, the Screen Factory of edition. Of course you and, did. Uh, but, well, I like Wes I Craven. I love Trash, too. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, we, are we talking trash as in Return of the Living Dead character? Oh! oh I do love trash. Yeah, I do love trash. Carry on, my good man. Uh, yes, man. So, Judy Greer, Karen, in this Karen Schroth, she has great dialogue. She's yeah. actually one of the only smart characters in the movie. The in most term- epic Christmas sweater yeah. you've ever seen. Yes. And I always assume that it's because of what happened in her She's life. She's traumatized. She's traumatized, and we skip Halloween, we go to Christmas. Right. You know? Uh, in this house, we only celebrate Thanksgiving. We don't know? celebrate the devil's yeah, yeah, day. Yes, yeah. So, you know, she... Fire it! Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, so she even gets on Tommy. She goes... You know, because Tommy essentially sets off the mob. You know, oh, yeah. he goes, I mean, big time. Yeah. I mean, we go outside, you know, the nurse character, the neighbor character with her husband, um, she, you know, Michael's in my car, Michael's in my car. And it's that poor other patient. 
And for I the know, right? I yeah. feel bad for him. I genuinely did because we see him in 2018. He's sitting there with the umbrella and Dr. Sartain. For the record about Sartain. Oh, let's do this. You know, I didn't mind a Loomis throwback character if we had kept him at the hospital and kept him there. Why did he have to be a fucking villain? I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I know what they wanted to do. They wanted to show the the effects of evil on someone, and he wanted to get up close and personal with it. But that scene of him putting on the mask, I groaned. Mm -mm. That would have been good in a different horror film. Yes, but uh, here's this guy that's kind of well, he's kind of big, and he puts on the mask, and it just looks awkward and weird, and then he drags. His, you know, he goes, they want to kill that this whole fucking yeah. scene. Yeah, and then, you know, I mean. How about the car scene when Sartain, yes. like, this, we, we see the twist. Yeah, in the twist. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, they want to kill this man. Uh, and I'm just like, ugh. But is Halloween Kills a perfect movie? No, because. Hell no! No, because that's 78. That's the perfect movie. But there are some flaws in this. But for me, I was so overwhelmed with so much good in it. Anything that I complain about is minor. Like, the best complaint I have about 2018 is the Danny McBride humor. The bomby sandwich scene that lasts like five minutes between those two cops, I was ready to scream. Oh, oh what'd you bring for dinner? Oh, oh I brought yeah. this. And then, and then, you know, the, and then uh, her husband, Ray, uh, Judy Greer's husband, going, Oh, damn it, I got peanut butter I on my penis. Shit. I was like, I, I hated his character and I was glad he was dead. And I usually don't like that kind of stuff in a movie. I'm not that person who wants to be like, Yeah, I wish he's fucking dead. I actually don't like that. I, uh, I want intelligent characters. When I watch The Thing, I don't want any of those characters to die. Yeah, so that's what I like about really well-written horror films. And that they had they had good writers. They had good filmmakers. They had... They had a, we're, we're talking about a movie that was made for pennies compared to this, you know, 78. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a jewel. And then you go here, uh, you have all of the resources in the world to make a good franchise, and then we get to kills, and I'm just like, you're making it worse. Why are you doing these awful shortcuts, bad writing, good acting still for the most part, fantastic cinematography, great special effects. The score's out of this world. This, oh yeah, you want to talk about the score right after that we're, yeah. we're done with this little part? Um, I just I, I I don't like it. You 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 have you you have time to literally just go and 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 keep editing your script, and you're like, this is awful, Danny. Are you drunk when you're thinking of these things? Like, what are you doing? You know, when David Gordon Green signed on to do the trilogy, I didn't know if Danny McBride was going to be you know just kind of like help out with a little bit of the humor, and that was kind of his contribution. But it sounds like they both did this together. Uh, while it's Gordon Green's primary vision. It sounds like McBride got you know his you know uh, fangs in it too, if you will. Especially uh, this one. Yeah, definitely and, some. Uh, and, you know. and again, you know, some humor in a, especially in a slasher, is welcomed. I mean, I love eighties like whimsical, yeah. silly, yeah, Ghoulies Four. I love that. Crap. Oh yeah, oh, I love that crap. But oh, I know God. it's crap. We're talking about trying to take uh, a franchise and go. We are sorry that all this this unevenness is gone. We're going to make it right. And you did it in my perspective. So let's talk about the score. Yeah. So, you know, 2018 score was amazing. Brought it back to, you know, we, we got John Carpenter and back. And his son. And his sons. Uh, Godson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Daniel Davies, but Cody Carpenter. Cody and, kicked it, man. He, um, he kicked ass in it. And if you've never seen John live, while I didn't get to go, I bought the DVD, or I'm sorry, the Blu-ray of his concert. And I was supposed to go to Chicago of it and didn't yeah. get to. But uh, if John ever gets to go on tour again, I'm going to do everything I can to go. It's amazing to see them 
recreate scores from all the movies that he's done, and it just he killed it. And this score just it it brought it me back to. 78, 81. I would say 81, definitely. I think that Alan Harworth should have gotten more credit yeah. for these new scores. And I got to see Alan actually perform the score live myself at a Whorehound convention. Um, and he did he did a lot of his themes, mm -hmm. but especially, obviously, Halloween 2, yes. Escape from New York. What, yeah. uh, and then he, he's the one that put the synths in there and made it, you know, you walk into a freaking room of, of keyboards. Uh, I think he should get more uh, a credit for these scores. Yeah, I would agree. And on top of that, um, not only the opening score, the flashback score was great because there's little nuances yeah, of true. the old school score, but there is a piece. Yeah. All those little zinger, oh, zings, uh, all those little stingers are in there. Yeah. It's great from the flashback. Go ahead. The piece that's, for me, that is the, the most original piece in the movie that just... Honestly, I re it's on my Spotify, and I I actually have it mixed in with Nerd. all my yeah oh yeah I I have tons of score pieces throughout my normal rock music and everything, um, but it's it's dubbed Michael's Legend, okay. and it's towards the end of the movie. It's when Laurie is talking to. I always thought Michael Myers was flesh and blood, but a, a, a mortal man could never survive what he's been through. The more he kills, the more he transcends into something other than human. So now it's supernatural. Uh, yeah, they alluded wow, to the wow. supernatural, and then they even give us a hint of the curse of Michael, Mar Michael Myers because she says, fear, that is the true curse of Michael. And there's our little curse tribute without going into Thorn. I like it. It's fine, even yeah. if I don't like that movie that I much. I love Thorn, by the way. He does. Yes. He does. Yes. Producer's cut all the way, not the theatrical cut. Uh, <laughs> there is literally, a, I could do a whole thing about that. but Maybe I'll bring you back yeah, for that. That would be great. Uh, um, but ahead. no, but the score just continued and continued. Yeah, I can't be negative on this. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the score. The score is so. amazing. And then for me, it ended even better. You get John Carpenter's score doing a new, ver you know, uh, you know, another version of the the classic theme in the end credits. As soon as it cuts off, we go right into Ghost and Hunter's Moon. That song. Oh my God, I love Ghost. And I that fucking game. hate Ghost. Ah. Oh, my heart is... Uh, that's so boring. What? Yeah, this is great. I love this pa Papa podcast. Emeritus. I love this episode. Oh, my God. Papa Emeritus is amazing. Tobias is a genius. And Another so band that's very dividing when it comes to the metal crew. Yeah. I don't, I don't want my Amer I don't want American Idol vocals in my metal. Whoa, whoa. He's got... He's got such range. I know. I saw them. I saw them open for Iron Maiden. It was a great. It's a great show. And the great. They're fantastic. And, and then they came when he when uh, Papa. He's up to part oh, four. Is he your daddy now. Yeah. Pa well, uh, <laughs> Papa Emeritus the fourth. We're up to that version now. And he walks on stage in his attire. And when he's he goes, "Have you all been to the movies?" And the audience goes nuts. And oh yeah, I, I know it's coming. And then he goes, he goes, "Well, maybe you've heard of this one." And for the record, as a little way to pay homage. To Michael and the movie, the whole stage lights go orange. Oh, that's bad. And then okay, he gets I like up there, that kind of yeah. And so he does I'm, that. I'm sure they're good people. But I just uh, don't like their music. Um, I, I did. Like, Give I me King see, Diamond any yeah. day, man. Wow, we're going old school here. I'll take yeah. King Diamond. I, I no, but no. Uh, uh, yeah, I wish they were at Louder in Life this weekend because you're gonna have three major theatrical rock bands: Alice, yeah. Kiss, and Rob Zombie. That's all a uh, local huge me yeah. uh, outdoor music festival here in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, it's huge. And Ghost, I actually saw them for the first time ever at Go uh, Louder uh, back in 2018, 2019, and it was that was what drew me in. That's and cool, man. So, the only time I had to see them is because they opened for Iron Maiden. Yeah, Hundreds like, Moon, okay, amazing in credit song. 
wrong. And oh, <laughs> I'm trying to be the negative uh, anyway, so it's even more fun. Yeah, that I, I don't know, like I know, but it's so all, good. It's all good. You know, I love no it. One, no one's perfect. Everyone's gonna be like, "Fuck Steve, even more." It's great. Yeah, it's great, great. No one's. Perfect. I would listen to like Ice Nine Kills a million times. Ice Nine Kills, amazing band. Much Spencer better. is phenomenal. Yeah, they're awesome. Fuck Ghost. <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah, fucking I know, I know, a little bit. Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. I'm just listening to you guys a little bit, but, but yeah, not but, much. I actually don't like them at all. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> as long as he likes Alice Cooper, we're good. I love Alice Cooper. Yeah, anyway, my all-time favorite. Uh, <coughs> but anyway, but no. So all mean, right, what, you already brought us to the credits. Well, I, no, I'm pulling back. No, I mean, please go ahead. I'm pulling back. No, no. Well, let's talk. I, lo- about- I love to hear what you love. That- I, I I enjoy hearing what you love so, about this movie. So because sometimes I want my viewpoint to be like you know just like no wait wait go back and look at it again, Stephen. I've watched it four times recently. I saw it last night, and not just for preparing for tonight, but also because a good friend of mine wanted to see it because he hadn't seen it yet. Because he said, "Chris, we've been delaying it, delaying it, and I wanted to see it because I want to go see Halloween Ends with you." He goes. Yeah. Seeing a, a Halloween movie with you in the theater is an experience. Okay. Because sometimes I have to watch your reaction versus the movie because you are so passionate about this. Oh, I've been told that myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's only one other movie where they watched me because they'd never seen anything like it in their lives was Freddy versus Jason. Oh, wow. Because I had waited for that for so long. The trailer, I've never stood up and had half the theater stand up for a trailer Give it a standing ovation. Yeah, that's a movie. Also, it's, it, it divided, divided the family. Right. I, I I enjoyed the movie. Um, but uh, so getting okay. So uh, I brought up the score and I did take us to the credits. But I'm obviously not done with the movie. We're I'm not done at all. Yeah, we want to pull back. So evil dies tonight is now the dominating theme. We Does have it? Mo- it's mob. Yeah, well, it did not die uh, because we were led to believe uh, that this was going to take us right into the finale. Of uh, and lead right into ends being set up with that, but that, from what we've been told, set four years later. So Michael's reign of terror is far from over. He's uh, in a cabin by the woods. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not, not, not SNL. I meant like I'm going back to part five. Yeah, end of part four. Yes, yeah. He he's got uh, Doctor Death. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Death. We'll do the Doctor Death. Well, the Doctor Death. That's the, the uh, that's the uh, the extended intro that just got released for the first time. It's on YouTube actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, they now have actually put it on the new 4K. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Halloween five, five. Beginning the original had him with a basically a homeless guy. He reminded me of Roach from uh, People Under the he Stairs. Looked very much like Roger. Oh my and, god, uh, I never they found it. That. It's been on YouTube, so I'm glad that they're actually putting it uh, with it. It's it going to be in the actual movie. It, uh, uh, they stuck it as a separate uh, okay. feature. Because on I hated that. Uh, that's another beginning. It's like, okay, here I'm taking care of you, and I'm, uh, Michael Myers, and I have to kill you. It was just like, man. He, but it, it did explain one thing. We You didn't kill the baby. Just fucking don't kill this guy. We Well, you know, the funny thing about this is in the theatrical cut of five, we see his hand turn over, and that's how we see Thorns for the first time. I know. But in this uh, Dr. Death footage that now has been you know put on here, we see him put Thorn on his wrist. So it was given to him as a gift right. of sorts. Um, he was a cultist and all that stuff. Dr. Death knows yeah. about Thorn? Yeah. Uh, so, um, but nonetheless... Uh, we don't know quite know I have based on the trailer for ends it looks like Michael's hiding in a sewer maybe we don't know but I'm getting ahead of Michael myself Michael under the stairs yeah uh, 
yeah, and then all we need now is a uh, fool. Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to meet like Chris Makepeace and Robert Wrestler yeah. from Vamp in the, in the, in oh, the wow. system. Oh, dang. We're bringing in Vamp. I love Vamp. I uh, love Vamp too, man. Yeah. I haven't seen it in years, but I love it. Oh, I bought the, uh, the Blu-ray from Arrow. Okay. It's fucking great. You need to get that. Yeah, good uh, for you. I need yeah, to get a new yeah, one. Good. Yeah. Anyway. So... Uh, pulling back uh, after Evil Dots Night and we're going everywhere all over town hunting down Michael and false leads and everything uh, Michael uh, goes back to his childhood home and it's now uh, surprise uh, who knew he'd go there yeah everybody everybody and we meet uh, a, 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 you know a we get me a gay couple, and it's awesome, and I love it. And it's Michael McDonald. And I love these characters. Yeah. I didn't like what they did with them. Yeah. I thought they could have been written better. Yeah. Also, just a side quick: why? How is it with like revisionists trying to tell us how kids were in the seventies, or just children, young children? How are they all serial killers now? Like they bullied <laughs> to the point of death. Yeah. Like same with Fear Street, like the beginning of part uh, of Fear Street uh, part two. It's like these they're getting ready to hang this girl they think is a witch and then they're gonna go play hopscotch. It's like yeah. it's the same thing with this, like the people who are bullying Lonnie and now we have the bu- they have bullies. It's the girl from uh uh Psycho Gorman's in it. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? Like Oh, why yeah. are these kids so malicious? They're yeah. not even cool. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I agree. I was when they said that's what you get for messing with the Mulaney's, I'm like I'm in my head trying to replay. I'm like, were there ever Mulaney's in any of them, and I, or referenced? And as far as I know, no. no. Uh, they were made up bullies. But I, here's the thing: Tommy got bullied by Lonnie and all of them in the original, and then he's now bullied by them. And you know, yeah, you not, need to I, see why yeah. bullies bully bullies. Yeah, yeah. and that's so in the flashbacks. I felt for him in that moment because I mean, it was overwhelming. He kind of saw the air of his ways when Michael walks up on him, and so then. Even the grown-up Lonnie or Lonnie says, "Hey, I used to, you know, give this guy a lot of grief when I was a kid, but now, you he's know, learned from yeah, his he's learned, they're friends now." And you know what? I'm a survivor. So are you? Yeah. High five. I'm sorry. I do like the <laughs> fact that that shows because I, I had a, there was a kid that bullied me when I was younger, and I think everyone's been yeah, bullied. we've all had that, but ironically, we got through it and we became friends. Uh, wow. I met uh, my bully at a Hallmark Halloween store and I almost kicked his ass. Well, it wasn't to like the point. Years of, later, he was like, "Ooh." Sorry, I was like, yeah, come on, mother flip-flop. There are some that honestly... <laughs> True story. Yeah, there are, well, see, some of them are just irredeemable. Yeah. And then there are some that honestly, they were like, I was a terrible person. And they saw the air of their ways, and they're better people now in life. And you know what? I'm willing to give them another chance. Yeah, I dug that connection between them. And yeah. I, and I like what they did with Lonnie's character as an adult. Yeah. And then he got a shitbag son who you're like... Let's throw the phone in the pudding guy. Like, I don't care about this character. I know they have to revisit him because he's still alive. Yeah. And then he finds he's him. literally the opening person of the movie because he's still dressed as Bonnie yeah. from the Bonnie and Clyde thing. Which I thought was great. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a cool twist. So and here we are with the couple. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep sidetracking this a little bit. No, no, But no. we're back to the couple who owns the new Myers house. Yeah. And they even know the, the legacy they know of the, the history house. and everything. Okay. Now that I've said that, I have to talk about the part that I hate because that's my side, right? I hate this goddamn movie. When... Tommy is explaining to the bar that, by the way, if you don't know about the Halloween slasher, I forgot what he calls him. And the Haddonfield Boogeyman. Thank you. It's which is a great title, by the yeah. way. Um, and the, the people who act like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, well, let me tell you about it. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I liked his character. <laughs> he goes, he goes, tear or beers in their tears or tears in their jeers or whatever that line I love is. The, I love those scenes yeah. in the bar. I just, yeah. I just didn't. I was like, but no, I'm always interpreting as that those townspeople. It's possible some of those people are new there. I mean, like take the couple, the nurse doctor couple. Um, they were briefly seen in 2018. They're the next door neighbors that Michael is walking towards, yeah. and they get in the car. I liked that. Continuity. And see, I was thinking they and were. I like the characters actually. 
But yeah, I like I met both of them at Hound, and they were great fun. Yeah, they just happened. The Horror Hound just happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, they were. Well, this was the March one. This was the March show. Oh, yeah, okay. this was the March show. Yeah, they had a full blown Halloween Kills reunion. Uh, all Sean Clark's people, uh, which was cool. Um, but anyway, um, no. Uh, the thing it was... I sidestepped you again and brought yeah, you back no, to from sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I just in, wanted to be negative for a minute. Yeah. No, <laughs> be negative. Uh, be a no, negative, that's the whole point of this. Be a negative Nelly. Uh, negative Stevie. Yeah, negative Stevie. Uh, uh, I don't have an uh, acronym. You can edit this. <laughs> um, but, um, so, no, in the bar, we meet uh, that those townspeople probably didn't know, because I'm thinking maybe they don't always go there. Maybe Tommy doesn't want to talk about it to them, and maybe they, or maybe heck, they're like offended by Tommy. Maybe he's so weird and you know crazy that they just avoid him. But for the new people, I guess that's his way of catching them up to speed. So yeah, I was okay with that. Very interesting explanation of it. Um, so we get out there one by one. They you know they're looking for him. They can't find him, and everyone see. And then finally the mental patient, uh, uh, Mr. Tavali is what Dr. Sartain called him in the original 20 or the 2018 film. Um, so he shows up and clearly he's scared because he doesn't know what to do. Everyone's out for him. Karen's the only one that has sympathy for him. Yeah. And that, and look, I will be the first to admit the scene does go on too long, but it did pull your heartstrings a little bit. And then I found out that the son of the actor said that he wishes his father had lived long enough to see that moment. He died in May of 2021. Oh, bummer. So he didn't get to see his moment when the film was released in October of last year. Um, and knowing that, when I went into it, it kind of pulled my strings even more because I liked him. And I felt for him. And he saw no way out. She's like, it's not him. It's not him. I'm not going to let them hurt you. And they can't see straight. No, because they obviously can't don't know that Michael Myers is not a short, going ball, long-haired guy yeah, in a fucking I, medical road. I get that none of them would have seen Michael unmasked. I get that. Um, however, and most of them, if they can't picture in their head what he would look like with the mask on, still, I felt for Mr. Tavali, and then he... Was he, he does the only thing he can do, and he, in his mind, he jumps out the window and commits suicide. And it's a very, and even then, I'm like, it's a touching scene. It's a touching it's, scene. It's also a scene that I'm just like, I, I could do without this. Scene. Yeah, it, it's true. Uh, it's true that you know, it it added one thing and it took away a lot. Um, but Bracket says it's not him, Tommy. At least he says it. But Tommy. I do have to roll my eyes. I'm like, come on, Tommy, you're not that stupid. Oh he, yes, it is. But he goes, he goes. How do we know? We've always seen him with a mask. How do we know? And I'm like, and then Karen has to tell him, we killed an innocent man. And he's like, I messed up, okay? I understand that. Yeah. Part. I like that part. Yeah. And then she's like, we're not, well, she goes, and she goes, F it. None of us are innocent. And I'm like, again, thank you, Karen, for saying what we're all thinking. Karen, I reiterate, Karen had the best, they gave her the best dialogue in the movie. Oh, yeah. And she had the best scenes, and she's got one of my favorites coming up. Love it. Um, so back to the couple who owns the yes. uh, new Meyer house. So we get them, and I love the little scene that introduces them when uh, uh, Big John, uh, <laughs> he goes, hey, I love that song. I had to look up that song because I had never heard that it's before. It's great. It's a great song, and it's a real song. And I like the inclusion of gay characters yeah. in this franchise. Yeah, and I thought it was great that they had the Meyer's house. That made me smile big time. 
So, and, you know. They made it bougie as fuck. Yeah. It looks cool. Oh, yeah. Big John, Little John. That's their whole thing, and I loved it. Um, so and also how, because they did, that way didn't have to repaint a house. The, if you've seen what the Michael Myers house looks like now, it's still, they used it, and yeah. that's what, that's the paint scheme that yeah. it is. I went to uh, that house in Pasadena. I'm getting to go back next year. I want to uh, go with him. Yes, and, and he's definitely welcome. Uh, <laughs> um just as long as he doesn't bash Halloween kills in front. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally doing it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it on the flight. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. I'm just joking. Uh, so when we get our rental car now. Uh, yeah. Uh, You're going to be on the yeah, road, Steve. Uh, yeah. Trunk. Uh, Shit. I'm kidding. Um, I'm be in the body bag. Yeah. He'll be wearing the white sheet and escape from the hospital. No. Uh, yeah. But anyway, no. Um, they're great characters. and But then uh, Little John has a great moment after he finds Big John killed he confronts Michael in Judith's room and it's such a great moment Michael is staring out the window and he looks up from uh, Big or Little John's death or body and he goes Michael and he gets to say the line that everyone always wants to be able to say you've come home and it just and then yeah. it's just the music kicks in that crescendo of the classic Halloween theme yeah. and you know I didn't like then, that part at all and then it just you, yeah, <laughs> then he walks into and then, okay uh, I like there that. were there were I just thought they could have been written better I thought they could have had a better version I thought that a reason for him to go in there I thought they, he could have had a better like uh, a fight with him yeah. I thought there could have just been something better now the scene is the scene is fine it's great with the characters I like what they did with certain things about it it's just there's like little bitty things I didn't like about it I thought that I was like really this is how you're going to kill these characters off now I'm gonna have to jump to the part where they kill the most the, the most loving couple in the Halloween franchise for no fucking reason in the most brutal way. Great effects, great kill, awesome. Why like this? It, they were so sweet. Finally, characters that I like and cared about, and he just kills them so senselessly, but and so brutally, which is a. I, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm back and forth. Like, this is a great scene, but my God, what a useless, what a jump in the shark of the Jason, of, of the Jason Voorhees into Michael Myers' character. Like, what he's, where he's trying to figure out what knife works best through this fucking poor guy where the wife is dying with a fucking light bulb stuck in her throat, broken off. And that, that scene, it, it hurts me so much to the point where I just thought it was so unnecessary. What's your pro on that? Okay, so fuck. I, I love those characters too, both of them. Those um, are like these are the four best characters in the whole movie, by the way. So she, for the record, if a lot of people didn't recognize her without her hat on, she was the woman giving the uh, Aaron and um, oh, what is her name, uh, Dana, the tour at the cemetery in 2018. Yeah, and she uh, shows them the Judith uh, Myers uh, tombstone. Um, they are great characters, and I very much like them. Here's the thing I actually liked about the scene with her husband getting the knives in there. Think about with Michael and all his elaborate death sequences that we always see in the movies, but we never, we always walk in on the punchline, but we finally got to see him start and do one, start from start to finish. Yeah. Um, so she's sitting there, and he's kept her alive just long enough to witness Stab knife knife after uh, knife after knife and then he finally he's done takes his knife and walks out and I don't know I love the idea he took that long cylinder light bulb and then just no, slowly go into it but I also hated and how as he senseless tilts his it was head. but you know that we're talking about it 
you have actually changed my opinion on this scene because it's the first scene in a slasher film in a very long time where I cared about characters that were how, and how they got killed and why they got killed. So I'm wrong on that one. I will change. You finally changed me live on a podcast. I was like, you know what? I actually that is a that's the best writing in the whole goddamn movie. But I still makes me want to cry. No, and but I, that would be something that would be an easy target to go for. Um, I hate it when people are like, yeah, fuck them. I was like, yeah. man, this is, woo. It's like the guy who is Talladega Nights liking Talladega Nights. It's like, this is, you're not supposed to be cheering this scene. Yeah. Out, now, you know, it's like. This is my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you know, I tell you. It's, you can tell me to go ahead in the comments. Well, I tell, that guy. well you know, it, even though uh, I'm not a fan of the Rob Zombie Halloweens. I will say D. Wallace as the mother. Oh my God, she's that, so good. She's so good. Well, it hurts because she's such a strong actress anyway, and you feel for her. And you, I like it. I'm not a fan of Scout Taylor Compton's Lori. I'm not, but I will say, her family. I I love that unit, and that so seeing them killed. I thought she was the only bright spot in those movies. By the way, oh, the Scout too. Oh, Scout. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's okay. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. We uh, can totally take apart those movies yeah, next time. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I watched them. To be honest, uh, they're you'll hot. still probably hate them, and I'll still try to yeah. figure out things I do like. Yeah. About um, but I will say, senseless that it was, as I felt like for me, this being the idea that this is Michael unleashed, we are letting him get away with a lot in this, so he just gets to go nuts now. One character that we have left out the, the whole table, Laurie Strode herself, because she's barely in the fucking movie. Well, yeah, exactly. Now, now again, I know this is the Halloween two vibe here. However, she's excited that she's finally you know did him in and all that stuff, and then Karen has to reveal, and Tommy shows up and all that. So now she's like, "We fight. We always fight. Go get him, Tommy." And you know, so then it after wasn't that. Awful. Yeah, well, yeah. But Hawkins, I love that interaction with them. We got to hear a little bit more about their past, that there was apparently some affection for each other back in the day. Yeah, I like that. And I love that. And, oh, squeal. Halloween one squeal. <laughs> Halloween squeal moment. Hawkins goes, I wanted this to go further, but you had feelings for... I'm not saying it. Ben Tramer! I knew it! Uh, I'm see? not saying it. See? You do uh, do think about things like that, huh, Lori? Ah. Uh, by the way, the Ben Tramer mask is one of the best masks to convert into a H1 mask. Yes. Yes. Sorry. And... Going back to the mask thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. This man loves his mask. And I, I do too. I do too. Um, but no. Ben Tramer, who died in Halloween 2, in this continuity... We he could have survived. He did nothing happened. Yeah, nothing, nothing happened. happened. I mean, he could have died of natural causes. I'd or be something. very interested to see him. In I would love to see him. You know, you know, did he? We never found out who uh, Karen's father was. This is true. There's a because lot of things she that goes, I think I, they're going to reveal, or maybe they're going to fuck it up. Yeah, because think about what she says to the reporters in 2018. She goes, "I'm a I'm twice divorced. Yeah, and I'm a basket case. Well, so there you go. So twice divorced. Maybe one of those was Ben Dramer. We'll never know. Uh, or maybe we might. Um, that said, uh, yeah. Ben, who? Who? Yeah. What if Ben is her father? Yeah. Oh, ben, shh. Oh, shh. Sorry. No. Ben, I, I am your father. father. <laughs> uh, and then. Or mother. Yeah, right, or mother. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it's twenty twenty two. Anyway, that's what I was gonna go for. But uh, yeah. I'll let you do that. Uh, but 
So, you know, Lori finally, you know, she, she gets very soliloquy at the end of saying... There's some, some good stuff. There's some the good end. meat there, and I love it. It has to cover up the awful fucking ending of the goddamn slaughterhouse at the end, but this makes no sense. Okay. About the slaughterhouse. Well, because we got we to gotta kind of wrap this episode up. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's jump All right. So, I, okay, I mentioned earlier, I said, Karen does a thing I love, and Allison watches her boyfriend, and thank God he died a death that was... Yeah. I mean, I mean, he I gets agree. oh, he gets stepped on and you know stabbed and everything. And then he gets rammed through the staircase, and then as he comes, she oh, goes, "Oh, this is a great part." She, and then she, as he slowly this is a good part. Uh, recreating negative, the, but this is a good part. Recreating the seventy-eight walk down type moment of the, at the top of the stairs. She's like, she goes, "Come on and get me, mother!" And then you know, you next can curse. Thing, I don't no, give a okay, fuck. Okay, come and get me, motherfucker! And then he starts, and she goes, "No, don't, don't, no." <laughs> No! That made me really happy. Oh, awesome. I hate that character. That theater, so much. showing I was in half the theater was because we hated him. Yeah, he sucks. Yo, Lonnie was redeemable. He was not. And oh my God, it was just, oh. So she comes downstairs and she's got the knife and she's like, do it, do it, do it. And here comes the moment. I love Karen with the look of rage and the pitchfork. Stab and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was I was applauding big time. I, I have like, nothing negative to say about this yeah. scene. It's I mean, scene. and then she knocks and he falls down to the ground, and then she pushes it in and then steps on his neck. I was like, "Dang!" Instead of just letting him sit there like a no. lot of them would, she took it a step further and stepped on his neck and tried to break his neck. And I was like, and then takes the mask, and I was like, "Oh dang!" And then so naturally, James Drew Courtney's. Uh, great prosthetics are covered up, but we you know just get glimpses of it. I liked it that that was a really good artistic choice about Michael Myers. Don't don't reveal his fucking just face. give us this pieces. Is not Tony Moran. Yeah, I don't want to see yeah. that. I love that, and that's why I loved uh, the 2018 series. We get just enough, but not full on. And then her moment that of confronting him, she goes, "You want another victim?" She goes, "Come and you know." She goes. Take me, motherfucker. She goes, yeah, take me, motherfucker. And she goes, I'm an innocent victim, just like your sister was. It was Halloween night. It happened here. And then cue the opening traditional Halloween theme, and the, the chase is on. Oh, my God. This is such a... I mean, I'm sitting I'm there... I'm nodding like, my head yes, but I'm supposed to hate all of this. I mean, I'm sitting true. there. I'm like loving this. Scenes. She's hiding behind the I like the, the build-up to the awful ending. And you know... No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. And so she all of a sudden, she's gone. Michael walks up and finds the mask. And suddenly, the bright lights of the car come on, and he turns briefly, and we get a repeat of Karen's, gotcha. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. And then all of a sudden, we get a nice mob. Now, I'm sitting here going, now, he's never had, well, yes and no. We had the police force take him out in four, and, you know, and then he falls down the shaft. Um We get a moment like this where we get the ordinary citizens, and all I could think of was Springwood... With Freddy, thinking in real life, okay, they took him out and set, you know, Freddy, you know, on on his path. Well, what are we gonna do here? Michael is quasi supernatural human. We'll see what happens. So the next thing you know, we get the the cheesy but fan servicing line of, you know, from Bracket, and then the next thing you know, we get a beatdown of epic proportions after he puts the mask on, and it's a great cool moment when he. He raises up. I like that. And then the next thing you know, boom, boom, stab, stab, shoot, shoot. Fucking and, and, oh, 
The woman with the iron. I know, right? Yes, Where does that yes, I love that. I was she like, was downstairs yeah. and she heard the ruckus. Yeah. She's like, wait a yeah, second. Yeah, she goes, I'm going to use this. And then, you know, yeah, she, she goes. She obviously didn't come from the hospital. Yeah, she, she was in the neighborhood. Yeah, she's like, you know, oh, I got to press my, you know, maybe my husband's garage suit. You know, you know deal with me. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. but, um, but the next thing you know, he's down for the count. And then the that, that piece I mentioned earlier that I love kicks in michael's legend uh that Car- carpenter that was does. a good piece of music that that starts in and what does uh, karen do she takes the knife and I-, I was hoping she was going to stab him directly through his skull you know into the head but she gets him in the back of the okay, neck there's got to be another movie yeah and well, oh, well again evil dies tonight no it doesn't uh, but then and then you know, everyone's like tommy's like hey we got this okay she disappears and goes back to allison that's when we pan to Lori and hawkins Next thing you know, after this, you know, great, inspiring moment of knowledge or whatever, next thing you know, Michael revives. And we now, goodbye bracket, cutthroat. And then one by one, and again, don't get me wrong, I love a good bloodbath of epic proportions. This um, was so this, this was This was old school kung fu theater. One, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. It now reminds me. I, I'm, what the fuck? I, I, my, what have we learned? My friend Brian said this reminded him. Uh, he loved the scene, but he also said he goes, "It's the Putty Patrol from Power Rangers <laughs> because they always stood in the background while two or three of them, the Power Rangers, would fight, and then the next batch would come up, and then the next, if this was a true mob, they would have swarmed him and just, you know, and you know, but Michael overwhelmed them all, and then Tommy dies. We lose. So evil didn't die. Thank God. Uh, eyebrows died tonight. Uh, eyebrows died, died tonight. So then we go back to the Myers house, and there's a great moment when Karen looks up at the Myers house, and we there's been this uh, illusion of something about Michael staring out the window, and that what's he seeing? Is he looking internally? Okay, I did like this part. There are scenes in this movie that I enjoy, but go ahead. But so we see young Michael, uh, the six year old clown. And they got a kid that did a little Will Sandin. Yeah, a little <laughs> Will Sandin look alike. And for the brief moment you see him, did they, a good job. They did a good job. Yeah. Yes. And so Karen is just curious. What is it that she that Michael sees? So she goes. She upstairs. doesn't see the part for Will Sandin. Yeah. Didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. With the little Eric bowl little, hairstyle. Little Eric Preston. That's oh, his name. By the way. Oh God. I'm um, like, wait a second. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So he she goes up there after she's comforted Allison, and then goes upstairs and she looks out the window. And all of a sudden, Michael's there, and then... What are you doing in my house? Stab, stab, stab. And we re- basically, we are getting Michael paying tribute to his sister. He kills her Judith style. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and... I can't remember. Does he actually look at his dumb hand like he did that? Well, I mean, you know... The and, Debbie, the, 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 the uh, Debbie, well, yeah. we're getting, from her perspective initially, a That's little right. bit. And then a little bit of back and forth. Yeah. And we pan to Lori, and then she's down on the ground, and then... Michael looks out the window, breathe, breathe, fade to black. And that's the end of Halloween Kills. I didn't, I, I liked the very, very ending of it. I hated the mob scene. There's so many things, obviously, that I do not like about this movie. As, as a fan of the Halloween franchise, I'm trying to find the good in these films, even the awful ones. People hate Resurrection. I hate Resurrection, but I've talked about it many times in the podcast. If you go onto the disc and hit the special features, there's a special feature in there that you can watch the entire movie through the uh, the cameras. 
the, 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 the team's cameras or the house cameras. And it's a way better movie. Plus, it's only like 40 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I could have lived with it then. Maybe. And you don't have to listen to all the awful dialogue. And, you know, there's no trick-or-treat, motherfucker. Uh, all that stuff's going on. Uh, um, so I try to find the good <laughs> in all these movies. I love piece-of-shit movies. I don't want my favorite franchises to be pieces of shit. We're not talking about Ghoulies. I, I keep bringing that up because I love Ghoulies 1, but it's not a good movie. So I wouldn't expect all the sequels to be good. Uh, I, I like movies I, too. I love, I love them, but not because they're good. They're right. good movies. Yeah. These movies are promised to be good, to be better, to make us to take it to a spot that makes us happy again. And this is not my idea of a true old school Halloween lover going on this on this journey. I'm, I'm I want, I want to get off the bus, but you. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. You really, you share my love of Halloween, but you also love it to the point where you are looking past all the negatives. And you just see the positives. And that, to me, is very inspiring. And it makes me change my thoughts on certain scenes. But overall, I still hate this fucking movie, man. Yeah. I want Halloween to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a couple weeks, it's going to end you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, there's been a quote for a while about the Halloween franchise. They, they call it the choose-your-own-adventure of horror. <laughs> because you've got multiple... I love those books. Yeah, I love them, if too. If you're young, you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. Turn to page two if you want this to happen. And then you do. And then you're like, if you want this character to survive, page five. If you want him to you know, die, page ten. Or whatever. That type of thing. Yeah. Um, but that they've said that's what this series is because there's so many timelines. For me, the timeline will always be what I call the Loomis saga. Yeah, I don't want to see the Avengers fucking timeline that yeah. Halloween. One, two. Now we have it, so you have to choose. You have yeah. the thorn. You yeah. have... One, two, four, five, and six is one timeline. You've got the Laurie Strode sister saga, one, two, H2O Resurrection. You've got Rob Zombies. You've got Season of the Witch by itself. And then you've got, um, I guess you want to call this one the, the modern uh, you know, saga. You've got one, 2018 kills and ends. And then who knows what it'll be down the road. But as for this being, I feel like this is a really worthy uh, three films so far. You got, of course, the original classic. Nothing will ever top it. You got 2018, which is solid with a few minor complaints. For me, Kills, I was very impressed. Yes, I know some of the complaints, and I was able yeah, to look past them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm able to look past them. I was able to have such fun yeah. about it. And, you know, I can't wait to see Halloween ends. I've heard some stuff that's got me a little bit like, uh-oh. But I'm hopeful that those uh-ohs are not just, you know, they're un they're not justifiable. And yeah. I'm going to be able to go in there and go, okay. If you were, if you want my gut reaction right now, I think the trilogy is going to round out with kills, probably still being number one, probably 2018, and then ends, unless ends is so good that it blows away 2018. But I just think kills is going to, it was such a great fan servicing. I loved the, the I loved, meat and potatoes of it too. I just loved it. I loved seeing the nods to Halloween three in it. I loved it. I loved all of the fan service. I didn't want a fan service movie to the point where it's like, okay, at least that's the good parts. I wanted a good Halloween movie. Right. Okay. Now that's 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 I guess that's my argument is that here here we are. We have a whole new franchise getting ready to end. Haha. Um, and I didn't. I didn't. I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy. And all I ever wanted to be, to be when it comes to any franchise is to be uh, is to, is to be finally like, okay, you know what? It's actually pretty good. It's not that bad. This movie made me so mad in so many different ways. 
and the more I watch it, I keep thinking I'm going to watch it again, and it's going to be, it's going to be like, oh my god, this isn't so bad. If they just change the name to Halloween, whatever the fuck, or season of the whatever, it's going to be okay. Uh, it's, it's still the same. I don't like this movie, and I have no hope for Halloween ends. I am going to go support it because I support horror. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go to the movie theater. I like seeing horror in movie theaters. Um, I just watched Monsters. The, you know, the Monsters. I'm a huge Monsters fan. I can. I like Mockingbird Lane for Christ's sake. Oh wow! <laughs> See, people hate me all over the world. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm. Thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. Uh, podcast. Gore Club podcast with benefits. Um, and hearing you talk about it uh, with such fervor and, and, and joy still doesn't make me like the movie. <laughs> you know? But your negativeness didn't change it either for me. I but, didn't think that you But were, I, I appreciate it. It's not really a debate. I wasn't here well, to debate. Well, no, no. I, but, I, I'm here to hear your side and, and people that can hear my side. And that way they can either be like, I like Chris's point of view or I like Steve's point of view or I'm on both sides. Uh, I think that's what's great about movies and art in general. Yeah. I took like, fuck, why? <laughs> you know, to each is their own, but, you know, uh, Halloween Kills for me, I mean, it, it's... You it, love it so much, it's in your top five. It's in my top... Yeah, I mean, I, just, I don't get I me wrong. I hate ranking movies, Well, if I, this is not even in the top. Well, well, no, the thing... Halloween 5 just broke my fucking soul. Even Mustafa Akkad admits they went too fast. That's for what I feel about this new franchise. You go from 2018, which is like, you know what? It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. And then you break me. <laughs> so I he guess it's Gerard, whatever his fucking name is. All I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Which one? Part five. Oh, part five. Oh, Dominic uh, Athenian Gerard. Yeah, uh, yeah. God damn. Uh, I guess he's French. Uh, but, I don't know. Uh, I'd rather go watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Five myself right now. Well, we love Friday Five. I know, actually. Yeah, yeah, we do. He and I both agree how much we love yeah. Part Five. Ethel. Um, so I guess we're gonna get out of here. But yep. thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Gore Club Podcast with Benefits, so please give us a like and subscribe and tell us how much you hate my opinion and how, or how much you hate Chris's opinion or how much you don't give a shit about either one and you enjoy the franchise for what it is. Uh, thank you for tuning in and we love you and that's not the theme to that part. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I love that theme, by the way. It's actually my favorite Halloween yes. theme. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. Take care. Yeah, I know. Well, that was good, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it was a blast. I, I'm...